Hello, and welcome to How to Cry Monster Chapter 4, UFOs. I'm your host, Neil Nestor. Sup, Chiefs? I'm Sam. I'm your co-host on How to Cry Monster. Hey guys, I'm Giselle, and I'll be your co-host today on How to Cry Monster. Hello, I'm the sound guy as normal, and part-time UFO. <laughs> You're a part-time everything, Joe. Yes. Part-time, what was it you said? Like, UFO? UFO? UFO. UFO? UFO? He's also a part-time werewolf, mm. according to last episode. So, there's been a lot of mystery surrounding UFOs, from either um, extraterrestrial visitors from other planets to secret government technology to just simply someone flying a drone that looks weird. UFOs have um, been in the object of people's minds for actually a very long time. And most of the time, some people um, in earlier ages believed that these were signs of the gods. And, um, and I'm not just talking about the UFOs from the 50s that people saw in like the spark of this new um, extraterrestrial phenomena age. I'm talking about the, um, the ones from like ancient Egypt and from the Mesopotamian era. And because um, those UFOs are very um, depicted as being godlike, they're like they ride on these chariots. And most of the time, people were thinking like, "Hmm, I wonder if these were aliens or something." So lately, in UFO news, um, the government released the these new UFO footage. Have you guys seen it? From the Navy? Yeah. Yes, I have. I think I have seen maybe. I would say it's pretty neat, but at the same time, you also got to like answer the question of, is this plausible from just basic human engineering, you know? Because anything can be a UFO if you have bad enough eyesight. Quote of the day. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I would just say that like understanding how UFOs work would be a major breakthrough in technology, but at the same time, we're also limited from our own technology. So how are we going to understand something extraterrestrial on top of that? You know, that's a very good point. And um, I do have some bit of information that could shed some light on it possibly being government technology. Now, um, from what I understand, um, the U.S. government has technology that is about 50 years ahead of its time, but they just don't tell us. And one primary example was that they had a plane that could go at supersonic speeds in the 50s, but no one knew about it. They just kept using the other planes that were average for that time. So it's almost like if you got a supersonic plane in the 50s, what on earth do they have now? And I mean that literally, what on earth do they have now? I mean, would you be surprised? The government holds so many secrets from us that it's really not surprising that they'd have technology that's 50 years, 100 years, 1,000 years in advance, honestly. I mean... I think some of their stuff, though, did come from this uh, well-known, or not as well-known, uh, scientist Tesla, based off the Tesla car, mm -hmm. but yeah. um, he, he could literally take a boat and make it invisible. Like, he could do insane stuff, and apparently, the day he died, the government came into his apartment and took everything, so maybe mm -hmm. they even used some of his stuff and revamped I, it as their own. Tesla was a badass. Like... I love Te I love the stories about Tesla. He was so like uh, my favorite. The whole thing about him standing in the electric chamber and just like becoming a literal Sith Lord, like oh, yeah. right it, it, <laughs> for like 
for like a little bit it was just it's just so funny and like um on the topic of um the government if let's say it's not actually government technology now let's take another direction with this if it's extraterrestrials do you think that the government has made contact with them Oh, a hundred percent. I wouldn't be surprised. Like Come NASA on. has sent out so many probes, and I'm pretty sure right now NASA actually has a satellite that's projecting into deep space, like a repeated signal. So I don't find it surprising at all. I wouldn't find it surprising if they mentioned that they had made contact with some other being. Because think about it, you know, our universe is so old, it's infinite, it's forever expanding. There's got to be something else out there. And obviously, even if they might have evolved maybe thousands millions of years before us they've got to have technology too at some point at some level even if it's rudimentary but i wouldn't put it past other planets other eco or solar systems to have life that's intelligent enough to create technology that we ourselves can't understand Mm -hmm. do you think that there could have been any sign of that in this solar system before us I definitely think so. I mean, mainly because we always hear about these astronomical events that have happened based on theories, but we can't project what caused them, you know? Mars has water. Had water at some point. Mars is a... Mars is one that's been a subject of conspiracy for, like, decades. Probably even, like, a, a couple centuries, to be honest. Like, Mars, when people look at it, it's just like this barren wasteland. It's almost like it's a, uh, like it, it it has this appearance that it was once this grand place, this beautiful place. There may have been some form of life there. I don't know to say if it was extraterrestrial, as far, I mean, uh, intelligent, I should say, extraterrestrial life. But could have been something along the lines of how we had dinosaurs, perhaps. I mean, the we've only we haven't even put a man on Mars yet, have we? We have no. not. Oh, there's plans. We're planning so. on it. Yeah, yeah, I've heard so of that. So far, we just have rovers up there. R.I.P. Curiosity. <laughs> so, Rip. so we don't have people there doing digs. We don't have any information really about it, except that like we have, we know that it used to have water. It's got a couple mountains. I think a volcano or two, um, and some ice. And um, that's about it. I mean, and iron, iron sand, you know, that's what makes it pretty deadly. Um, but, um, and, and, and of course, many people believed that there were such things called Martians, you know, coming to visit us for years. Like in Roswell, people thought that those incidents and they immediately were like, they're Martians. And they're like, they came here to like destroy us. And some people are like, no, they came to make contact. Well, what if they came here by accident, you know? What if something malfunctioned with their ship, as according to the document that was released by the U.S. government? They recovered three bodies, um, one of which was still alive, and they brought it to Area 51 in order to um, try and treat it, but it died before they could really get anything out of it. But they do know that uh, the way they described it was gray with big black eyes. And I can't remember if they said if it was small or if it was tall. I think it was smaller, like maybe three feet. But, you know, that's where you get the whole um, little little gray people type thing from outer space from. It's from Roswell. 
So do you think that the Roswell incident, which is the most famous incident, which most people just kind of like um, roll their eyes at for most of the part, do you think that like that was true? I would say yes, because, I mean, back in the 50s when it happened, we didn't have the technology that we have today to classify and monitor, you know, specific life systems, respiratory systems. And that begs another question entirely. Even if we had recovered the bodies, we wouldn't have been able to treat them because what classifies as life on Earth that's carbon-based might not classify as life on another planet that might be, you know, sulfur-based or nitrogen-based as well. That's a very good point very very good point because um i think that was something they brought up in war of the worlds um and that in that movie where they talked about how the creatures there were had like a different genetic makeup like they came from a Mm -hmm. different type of material than we did which made it very hard for them to deal with our atmosphere i think that's what it was i know there was that movie then there's evolution and where they used head and shoulders shampoo to kill the monster. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sam, what do you think about Roswell? I mean, I think with how big outer space is in general, I think, honestly, anything is possible. But again, you have to look at the aspect of, hey, if our government has 50 years advanced technology, could they be lying to us? And again, our government is always hiding secrets, so we don't know what's real, what's not. And because of how secretive they are, it's hard to believe what our government says about aliens and saying like, oh, the Martian died while we brought it to uh, this lab. It could still be alive, and we don't even know it. He could be chilling right now. Exactly. There are so many possibilities just because of how secretive everything is. And I never understood why... Having to deal with aliens is so secretive. Like, we could go and we could meet new beings and build a better world for us in general. If we have outer beings, our extraterrestrials come to our planet and try to help us. Is there a reason they're hiding these aliens? We may never know, but I think they should be more open about these extraterrestrials. The problem I think I could see with having these aliens in front of our eyes is that there would be people who wouldn't be able to handle it as well and probably have a whole freak out. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the reasons the government's being very cautious about this. But at some point, people are going to find aliens and discover the truth. Because the truth is always going to find a way out the door. So there's, to me, there's just a possibility to it. Yeah, um... Like, Roswell has been, the, like, the most interesting, at least to me, in all of all the incidents, is because it's, like, the most famous. But there are a couple others that I'd like to tell you guys about. Um, there was one incident in... Um, Phoenix, Arizona? Actually, no. I'm talking about Alaska. 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 Oh. Now, there I is... I feel so- like that would be harder to, like understand because you have the northern lights up there so it would be a good place to hide extraterrestrial activity it would be very difficult to seek it out there's a lot of people who believe that alaska is this sort of hub for ufos and for extraterrestrial activity it's very barren it is not a lot of folks there and you see um there's this area they call the alaskan triangle which is much like the bermuda triangle and in that kind of respect and the 
coincidence that that has with the Bermuda Triangle is that it's one of the, as I brought up in the ghost episode, it's one of the vile vortices, which is where the ley lines intersect. A lot of paranormal activity happens when ley lines come, come together. Now, this repeating concept of ley lines, for those of you who are um, unaware, is that they are these lines of energy that connect our poles, uh, North, North Pole and South Pole. It's kind of like an electromagnetic energy, cannot be seen, touched, or um, heard, but it can be traced using an electromagnetic frequency detector. Um, now, in the Alaskan Triangle, this particular incident um, involved a Japanese plane that was en route. Um, I can't remember where it was heading to, but it ended up getting low-key chased by a bunch of UFOs. Now, it was just a regular Japanese passenger plane. This was during, like, the 50s-60s, I believe. This was when we were, you know, all good. No wars right now, really, between us, Japan. This wasn't like a Japan doing a secret thing, or you know what I mean? Um, so, um, this, the, it was only the pilot and his crew, so they didn't have any passengers on the plane. But um, as they were coming, as they were coming over like the mountain, they see these lights. There were these blinking lights just flashing at them from like the distance in the sky. And um, three, two of the lights whirred right past their um, their window. The third one kind of hovered there, and it stood. And they were all circling the plane. And then even more so. Out of nowhere, as soon as the lights vanished, they all like darted off to the left back behind them. He sees this massive, what appears to be a spaceship. Completely massive. Absolutely like incredible. If I were to illustrate in size comparison how that would be, that's almost like comparing a... Um, a pencil to a yoga ball, basically, oh, wow. is how big this thing was. So, and he drew a picture of it, and he drew it to scale. When they, when um, the United States Air Force asked him about it, and not only that, but the Air Force even picked it up. The Air Force picked it up on their radar, and they they asked the Japanese, "Do you guys need any help? We can send some planes." And then the guy was like, "No, no, um, let me try and handle this." Because I don't know what it wants. So he's like, if you send something like that out here, maybe it'll be take it as a sign of aggression. So they agreed with him, and they were like, okay, we'll see how things go. So um, the spaceship hung around for a bit, and it almost seems like it was corralling them. Like whenever it would go a certain way, it would try to go around and then make them go the other way. And then after a certain point, it just kind of, settled off into the sky and vanished this massive ufo and um some theories have suggested well actually you know what i'll get to that i'll get to the theories after i ask you this question what do you think about this and why do you think it was corralling them well you mentioned earlier how the u.s picked it up on their radar that i think begs an entirely different question if ufos do exist and we've had like multiple sightings and the Navy confirmed some sightings. 
who's to say that it can even show up on the radar? Because in the Navy's documented and leaked um, audio and video files, the pilot in the plane is saying, I'm not picking this up on my radar. I can see it, though, and it's moving. And it just made a complete vertical ascension instantly, which Hmm. no aircraft on Earth can do without some horizontal ascension as well. So the fact that this giant massive spaceship was able to come up onto a radar just proves how large it is because it must have been disturbing something else in order to cause that much of an impact. But if it is possible to show up on a radar, that means that the materials it's made out of can be radar detected. Could this help further UFO sightings in the future by knowing how to detect the materials they're made out of? That is a very, very good point. Very good point, Giselle. Like, knowing the materials of um, the UFO and how to detect it, that could increase the hunt for sure. Like, if we really wanted to make sure, like, which UFOs were which, you know, like, could this, is this made up out of terrestrial materials? You know, because the United States Air Force actually picked it up, and I saw the data. They showed the data. Um, there was these, there were these papers which um, detail where it was showing up on the radar, and you could see the blip um, following the plane, and it was huge. And um, but even more so, um, unfortunately for the Japanese guy, when he went to Japan, he was immediately silenced, and they fired him for saying that he saw a UFO. The poor guy. But, I mean, people in America believed him. They were like, hey, you know, like, we know what you saw. But even then, the people who recorded the radar data were even silenced. So it's almost a miracle that this story got out because the CIA came and they were like, we're going to wipe all the data. No one needs to know about this. They took everything. But one guy hid, like, one of the drives in his pocket, and that's how the data got out, like, um, 60 years later. So I thought that was an interesting thing. Now, um, Sam, why do you think that the spaceship was corralling them? What do you mean by, like, corralling them? Like, the, the people that saw it, like, in person? The people who saw it. Like, why do you think it was, le- it was trying to push them into another direction? I think, if anything, if we have to look at the behavior of the UFO itself, maybe it's possible the beings within the UFO or their UFO itself was curious about human nature and its reactions because our reactions are very interesting depending on the situation knowing us we have two responses flight and fight so maybe it just wanted to see like is it gonna fight back are these things gonna fight back are they gonna punch me like what's up or are they just gonna run in the other direction because just as much as we're curious about the extraterrestrials out there they might be as curious as we are about them in general you know just to see like how we would react and what we would do so it's kind of like a back and forth thing you know extra yeah. extraterrestrial curiosity kind of just makes them seem a little bit more human in sort of a way like for what we define as human you know with um our curiosity and our drive to learn like I think there's a moral ground on that too though because you could be curious in the sense of like i want to know how this functions like like anything does but that doesn't mean it that anything is human just because it's curious animals are the same uh just everything is 
almost like that when they're curious. So being curious, I don't know if it's exactly a human um, nature type thing, but I think that's just an all around thing because we just, I think everything just wants to know about everything because if we don't know something, we're lost automatically. So it's more about wanting to know to survive. Yeah, that's fair. And you also brought up like wanting to know human nature. Like that could mean, like you said, the fight or flight instinct. But at the same time, being curious doesn't end there. It could also end up, well, what if I do this to that? What if this happens? And the way that humans study it is in a controlled environment. So who's to say, like you were saying, Neil, who's to say that that UFO wasn't trying to corral the plane to take it to a controlled environment oh. to study it? Maybe that's why I was trying to corral them into a different direction. And maybe Earth is uh, their controlled environment that for us. <laughs> that brings up a good point. But at the same time, you did mention how, like, for, for us, they're the extraterrestrials. But who's to say that for them, we're just as strange? Bingo. Yeah, because it goes both ways. That mutual curiosity exactly. that we all have. Yeah. It's not a human-specific trait or characteristic. Yeah, because, like, who, who knows what we have that they don't, that they just find so interesting? Like, what if... We, we're the only, like, um, civilization in the galaxy that has um, fast food. And they're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> and they're like, um, I'll... Hi, welcome to Chili's. <laughs> yeah. Let me make a quick stop at Earth. I want a Whopper real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, what's that movie that says that Earth is the only planet where evolution is going backwards? What's that movie called? Is it Lucy? Uh... Could be Lucy. Is it? <laughs> Wait, describe it for me, because I like a kids was, movie. Uh, oh, it's like a kids. Oh, joke. it's not. Oh, it's a kids movie. Then I don't know, because Lucy was the movie with Scarlett Johansson that was yeah. like humans only use ten percent. Here's human and then, growth. And then you enhancer. had right. And then you had Morgan Freeman like I'm using one hundred percent of the brain. And oh, then he's yeah. like, Yeah. Lucy, what are you doing? And then like Lucy's just like I'm transcending. And then she just like turns into a computer. Um. So, I think, is it like Mars Needs Moms, or is it like Escape from Planet Earth? I remember that movie, oh my god. Something like that. Is it like Escape from Planet Earth, or um, er, like Planet 51? I don't know. But, um, Mm -hmm. so Joe, what do you think about, um, what do you think about the incident that I just described? Like, what do you, what about the UFO's behavior? Well, I mean, it was trying to corral them. It it couldn't, because it's obviously such a massive thing and it just left so what that kind of what that speaks to me is that they were trying to understand human behavior but they weren't in a, in a controlled environment enough so they just had to abort before the air force comes and they're compromised that's what i took out of it and i think that they were only seen because they wanted to be mm. that's fair because yeah. it seemed almost immediately that this ship appeared like there was no trace of it on the radar before it being like right behind them so it must have been using now there's going to be some sci-fi terms here but they must have been using some form of cloaking mechanism in order to make itself like radio silent well if it wasn't a cloaking mechanism then they have the ability to like travel fast enough to have near teleportation because the only way that it would get past radar is if it either just like you said, let go of the cloaking tech, 
or it just materialized so fast from where it came from that it wasn't picked up until the second that it stopped. Like, I think we've all heard hypothetically of light speed, you know, mm -hmm. like light years. How, how fast can we get there in light years? We also have to realize that nothing we have made can travel that fast. And NASA picked up an object traveling four times the speed of light. Not even light can travel that fast. The thing that humans perceive. So who's to say that there aren't aliens or UFOs that we can't perceive on any level no matter what? Like how you said, the, it just showed up on the radar. It must have just stopped or done something else. Could have. It could have been my dog when I opened a bag of chips. <laughs> I mean, that, be like that. dogs do travel four times faster than the speed like of light that. when food is present. But, um, like, so, so here's, here's, my, here's one of my little theories about this incident that I kind of drew from the documentary I watched about it. Now, um, <clears throat> some people theorize, now this is kind of like a little bit of an out there theory, but th that's what makes it interesting, I guess. They think that the ship was trying to save it. Now, I know y'all giving me the tilted head, raised eyebrow looks right now. Wait, so save what exactly? The plane. The now here's now let me explain why were there turbulent winds that night or something oh wait wasn't it because they found the radio box and they heard them talking about like i don't know if this is the specific airline that you're talking about but i know there's one type of airline that heard um some form of extraterrestrial on the the radio box that they have to like give out signals and stuff so is that why you're saying there's a possibility that they were trying to save the airplane no i don't think so the 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 the, the theory that i'm that i'm talking about right now believe it or not now this is going to sound a little wild but they were trying to stop it no from going into a wormhole now i know that i know how that sounds but when that happens but hear me out so <laughs> There are a lot of UFO theorists and um, extraterrestrial theorists who believe that Earth, the, the, the way they get here almost undetected sometimes is through the ability of wormholes, which they are able to access through the speed of their ship. Did they just forget to close their wormhole? They were like, ah, oh, damn it, freaking wormhole again, quick airplane, oh no. <laughs> kind of like uh, boom tubes from DC Comics, that's the way I'm thinking. Or like light speed, where you just you don't at where you don't like uh, slip space from Halo. You don't go that fast. You just more or less teleport there. You open a portal and teleport there. Kinda which, yeah, because I think wasn't the theory on wormholes until recently the idea that if you could like move faster than the matter surrounding you, you would break reality to enter a different area of reality, based on like where and when and how the atoms were organized around you i'm pretty sure that was a theory on how wormholes worked my mind is broken hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, okay because there's atoms and like matter all around us and if you go fast enough to break it you eventually will open up a black hole so i'm thinking that if they applied that in a more controlled setting or if they had the technology to do that they could create controlled wormholes right and there's no telling how advanced they are so they could mm -hmm. be advanced mm -hmm. enough for stuff like that they could not be advanced enough for stuff like that there's another theory um that suggests that aliens even use our own oceans 
as highways. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised. <laughs> we know more, I mean, even though we don't know a lot about space in general, we know more about space than we do our ocean. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us this episode of How to Cry Monster. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram at How to Cry Monster, where we will post updates for our next episode. And don't forget to join us next Saturday. Um, see ya. Don't get abducted. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>